Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? And we're live. Welcome, everybody, here to the Lakers Lounge Friday edition. I am Anthony Irwin. Uh, this is a, a fun new concept that we're going to try out. I am going to involve you more in these Friday episodes, you and whoever else, right? Sometimes there'll be a guest here, and you can come up and you can interact with that guest as well if you like. Um, but in order to do so, I believe starting next week, um, we are asking for a few bucks a month. And once you do pay that, that, that small amount or whatever, you'll be able to come up here and, and ask a question, give a take, agree, disagree, hang out. If you just feel like hanging out and, and, and just kind of laughing along, if you want to laugh along with the show, that is your call. Um, this time though, it is open to everybody. So I have a few topics as we look back on the Lakers week that was that I will hit on. Um, over the course of the show, but I do want your guys' participation. This show, this this at least this version, this Friday edition of the Lakers Lounge will not function properly without your participation. So, um, yeah, I'm 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 really excited about this concept. It was something that we were getting off of the ground at Silver Screen um, right before. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the way that this is going to work is very, very similar to that. And it is pretty unique. Uh, I haven't seen many other shows do this, whether that is on camera, off camera, whatever. Um, I haven't seen very many, you know, shows like this offer this opportunity. And I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I would not be where I am today without your participation. And uh, I'm looking forward to continuing to um, be involved with you guys in this way. Uh, all that said, though, um, normally this will air a little earlier. That way I could turn it around and get it back and ready for everybody um, for their commutes home on Friday, getting ready for the weekend. Today, though, my son was being an a-hole and, and I hit a bit of a delay. So, yeah, we are we are here about a couple hours later than I would normally in, intend or or prefer. So normally, ideally... We're doing this show at noon Pacific, uh, in and you know, in, in in enjoying our company for a half hour, forty minutes, however long, um, to either answer all of your questions or to hit all of our topics as we look back on the, on the week that was, and you know, we'll we'll 
you know, go and then, and then I'll, you know, finish recording and then I'll edit and then throw it right onto the pod feed. So that was just a quick introduction introduction on what I want this show to be or this version of this Friday episode or these Friday episodes to be. And um, again, this only works if, if you guys join me for this ride. So I really hope you guys do. Um, if you, you could see the, the, the comment below, uh, where you could see that that uh, link there. You just click on that link. It's a StreamYard link, and um, or it's also on my my Twitter at uh, Anthony Irwin LA, which you can see right there. <laughs> um, follow, find me on Twitter there, and you can follow that link there. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll enjoy this together. Moving forward, though, once we do start getting those uh, monthly sus- subscriptions, I will basically send out that link to whoever pays every week. You don't, no pressure. You know, obviously, if you want to come up or you can come up on a certain day, awesome. You are welcome. If you can't make it that day and, you know, have another question that you want answered either the following week or, or, or definitely that week, send it. Um, I'll probably give my personal email that, that people can send those notes to. And I will make sure to hit that um, that comment as uh, you know when when that time comes. We already have there it is our first our first person here on stage stoked uh, to to get this thing up and running. Let's go, Kr Swish. Uh, hey, uh, can you hear me? I'm sorry, I'm in a loud place. No, I, I can hear you. Okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, first of all, I want to say um, congrats on everything, Anthony. Uh, the last video, the last live you're doing this on the old channel, my face is in the thumbnail. So, I'm glad to be, I'm honored to be here again. Talking awesome. to you. I've always been a fan of your work. You and Thank Aaron, you. Harrison, the rest of the guys, you know. But Not yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, give or take. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, anyways, well, um, I just wanted to ask, um, what's your take on Christian Wood so far? Um, it's been surprising that the things that he's mostly contributing so far is on the side of defense and rebounding, which is mm-hmm. something that I, I, I doubt you anticipated in that area. I did not anticipate him to contribute them this much in that area. Is it too early in the season to be hopeful that this is sustainable or what are you seeing when it comes to Christian Wood so far? Um, yeah. All right. So it's, it's a few things. One, I, I agree with you. I am just as surprised at anybody as anybody. And, and I have Dallas Mavericks fans who were like, where the fuck was this guy? <laughs> you know, like not, I would, they now obviously we would like to see him start hitting shots and stuff like that. And really that would really kind of complete the picture of the player that the Lakers were hoping to get. Um, as far as like you made a point in that question and I think is um, important uh, in that, is it too early to say whether or not this is sustainable? And I, I would say yes. And essentially the way I would put it is um, in every new relationship, right, that, that we have been in with a significant other, the first thing that you kind of uh, you, you start with is always like the best version of yourself, Right. Where like, you know, for me, for me, when I started dating Jen, I had like two fewer chins. I had like, you know, abs, not I, right now I have one ab back then I had multiple abs and stuff. And, and, and then over the years you start to like revert back to who you are or over the months or the weeks or whatever, 
you eventually revert to the person that you just inherently are, maybe with a couple improvements, depending on how important that person is to you and how important certain things are to that person. But generally speaking, like you are, there is just kind of who a person becomes at various stages of their life. And I think with Christian Wood, the person that he is or the player that he is at this stage of his career is one that doesn't normally do those things, right? That's why we're surprised that he is doing and he is impacting the game on that side of the ball. Now, that, does, that, that doesn't mean that he definitely will not grow. And that, that doesn't mean that he is incapable of growth, right? We are, you know, capable of growth, whether it's in our relationships or, or who we are, you know, as workers or whatever. And I hope that this is who he is, like that commitment to defense and the little things um, that is who he actually becomes. But um, as it pertains to like kind of what, what we can hope for or expect of him moving forward, I'd say we'd probably get some reversion at some point and, and a regression, I guess is, 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 is another version of that. It's just a matter of like, when he reverts back to those old habits that the coaching staff and Darwin and his teammates like point out, Hey man, like it was really cool when you defended Kevin Durant that one time, can we get more of that? Like, can we, can we, can we, can we try that out um, here moving forward and, and we'll see what he does. Now, the last point I'll make on this, and I always talk about incentives when it comes to figuring out what's going to happen next. In this case, he is, thoroughly incentivized um and by the way did you want to be on on camera because i can i can change this thing up for those of you who want to see um there's there's kr swish right there so for those who want to be on stage you can come up here on youtube and 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 you can ask your question be here on stage while we do this i think i have room for like eight people at once and i did i would just have to reassort the 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 positioning of the boxes or whatever but but anyway, yeah, back to Wood, the incentive is there, right? Like he, if he doesn't, you know, focus on these little things or carry out these little things more frequently than he has to this point in his career, there's a reason why he went from super surprising undrafted player to 10 figure. No, 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 not 10. Uh seven figure player, right. Where he was making like upwards of 13 million bucks, um, a, a year, I think at one point in his career. And then he went from, and then he's just like gradually slid down the uh, NBA totem pole. And the reason for that, right. Is because he is super talented is a very talented big, but doesn't do the things that bigs need to do in the modern NBA to continue to get paid like that. So, um, yeah, I think that, you know, I, I think he's capable of this. Otherwise, he wouldn't have done what he did. And and now it's just a matter of whether the people around him and the Lakers are able to consistently get that out of him. What, what do you think, though? Do you think he's capable of this moving forward? I think, I, I think he's, he's more than capable of doing this. Not in the same, not on that level every night, but, you know, once every, like once every two games, once every three games, he always had the tools. Like everyone's been talking about this one. He has the tools to do it. It's just a matter yeah. of, is he willing to do it? And so far in his career, for the most part, he hasn't been willing to do stuff like that. No. And 
like but he got he got like i think there was four for 72 am, am i wrong on that one it's something it's a big contract i think it's the, the rockets yeah. gave him but but that shows you that he has like nba skills that are like he has that skill he has tools to do stuff like this and i do believe that um yes you're right this is this is the the holly this is the uh what do you call this honeymoon, honeymoon. phase honeymoon. Of, yeah honeymoon phase of the relationship we've all been there where like like you said you look like someone who's you know in the school gym in the in the college um courts every day <laughs> yeah. you know those yeah. dudes I, I i i can picture that one but yeah um yeah, I think he's more than capable of it. He has the tools. It's just a matter of is he willing to do this every single night if the shots are not falling? Because, you know, sometimes when shots are not falling, especially for guys like him and D'Lo, um, we've seen that where once shots not falling, they're like, oh, well, like LeBron said, I'm just floating around. You're just mm-hmm. going to, they tend to float around there and just like, hey, guys, I'm, I'm right here. I'm existing, but I don't know if I can do anything else besides, you know, score. But yeah, I'm, 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 I think he's more than capable. I hope he is. I hope this is a Lonnie situation where he can revive his career and like and expand his game um, in order for him to earn more money or long, uh, like add longevity to his career. But we'll see. Um, I have another question though, and this one's for D-Lo. well, uh, really quick. Oh. I wanna I wanna hammer the point that you just made. This is a really important one. It's a great one. He has not been hitting his shot to this point. And the fact that despite that, he is still focusing on these little things, that is actually something that I would draw some optimism from, right? It would be one thing if everything was going great and he was focusing on on the little things, right? Like I remember back when I used to play, a dumb thing that I used to notice myself doing was like if I played well at the end of the game, you know, in, in whatever intramural game or whatever I was playing in, if I played well, I would make, I would like make sure to go and like high five everybody so that, I, you know, subconsciously I wanted them to say like good game or whatever, or, or I wanted to see them pissed that like, God, this little Mexican kid killed us this game or whatever. Um, and, and, and then in like games that I didn't play as well, I was just like, yeah, that happened. And I would like kind of walk off. Right. And, <laughs> but I think here with Christian Wood, I think uh, the fact that like he is playing, offensively not great and still focusing on the little things the way that he is defensively you know again it, it's just about habits and and d'angelo russell mentioned this heading into the the the, se- the preseason and heading into the season um and we've seen the defensive habits carry forward here with d'angelo russell i think his deflections are like way up compared to the rest of his career so with wood the fact that he's doing this when things aren't going great is, is something that i think is a, a really good note by you when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, it's just something that I've noticed. Um, I think in the in the preseason as well, I it, it there's some uh, points in the game where it's like, oh, well, he's using he's re- he's doing a really good job using his length to um, grab rebounds, um, and um, especially playing with AD. Uh, I I really appreciate. I really love how they they complement each other. AD can um, be more of a wing now, 
uh, when he was on the floor, um, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to like rebounding and stuff like that. He can be, AD can be more of a wing now. It's AD's jump shot is still questionable. Um, yep. But you know, that, those are like rhythm type stuff where it can get like once 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 those shots are called like repetition, like it'll get in rhythm. I I truly believe that. Um, he's hit I think way more threes that it's in the it's in my eye. I think he's hit way more threes now than he has in the past since Russ when he is in the Lakers. But yeah, I mean, I mean those those that pairing is a uh, a really good. Uh, I have I have high hopes basically. Um, I I want to um oh go ahead. You have a point to make. Oh, I was just gonna show this comment from from JD, and it's it's worth noting, and and I think Russell Westbrook had something to this too. I'm just gonna read it for those who were listening audio. I was wondering if defending KD was such an enormous asset, it forced him to focus in a way that won't apply in 90% of situations. So like we used to see this with, with uh, Russell Westbrook, where um, he was terrible off of the ball, like on defense. He was just an absolute garbage fire. And it's because he either didn't really respect the people that he was guarding, right? Or would, you know, try to you know, jump into passing lanes that weren't quite passing lanes quite yet or, or whatever. I, I call it the squirrel syndrome for those who have seen, um, I think it's called up. I think, yeah, it's up was the Pixar movie up in the air was a Clooney movie. Um, but right. where like Doug, the dog would be talking and talking to him, the squirrel, you know, and, and, and Russell Westbrook was, was very much that kind of a player, but the one spot that I always thought Russell Westbrook would compete was, when he was guarding on the ball with players that he respected and players that he knew that if he wasn't respecting them, he was going to get embarrassed. Right. And I think maybe last night's game against Kevin Durant, like Christian Wood knows going into it in those spots. And according to Anthony Davis, he actually said like, let, let me guard Katie, which is nuts. (laughs) And it's even crazier that Darvin Ham like let him. And then it's even crazier that it worked (laughs) in the way that it did. Um, but, but, uh, I I think when you're like, when you're guarding Kevin Durant of all people, you are going to like get down deeper into your stance and you are going to be more on your toes. And you do know that at any moment he can make you look like a complete doofus out there. And I think that might've made him play a little bit harder, but Look, I, I think with it only being a one-game sample, having seen him play, well, I guess two, because I I kind of liked what he did defensively against Denver, too, in some spots, and, and rebounding-wise, I've liked what we've seen there. Um, it's way too small of a sample size to 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 look for any reason to think it's going to happen carrying forward, but um, at least we know that like he can, right? And if anything, um, it, it, you know, hearkening back to the uh, to the honeymoon comparison, like when when you're in a relationship and you're like a few months in and then you start to revert back to the person that you normally are, your significant other is going to be like, hey, where'd the guy go who did the dishes? Like, yeah. where's <laughs> like, what was the mm-hmm. last time I got a back massage? You know, like, like we know now that he is capable of this, just like Jen at some point knew that I was capable of of like focusing for longer than 30 seconds in a conversation without talking about the Lakers. At one point I was okay at those things. And now she's like, where did that guy go? And hopefully we don't reach that point with wood where like we saw this from wood. And now a few weeks from now, we aren't, I hope we aren't sitting there and saying like, where'd that, where'd, where'd that go? 
Um, I, I, I hope that isn't how this plays out. You said you had a, another question or comment. Yeah, I have one more question because this is, and again, all small sample sizes, so it's not, it's not, it's not um, something that can carry on, you know, for the rest of the season. But Dilo hasn't been Deloing <laughs> lately. Mm-hmm. Lately, he hasn't been Deloing lately, and all that hope on the defensive end in the preseason. This is like this is like what we're expecting Christian Wood would turn into if his shots doesn't fall. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And last night, noticeably, like what you said on I think you said on Twitter last night, he noticeably got frustrated. Yeah. About that benching. And he he wasn't on his contract here. So he it was all like, Oh, I'm gonna be I'm a Mr. Pl- nice guy, like yep. it's fine, you can bench me, it's all about winning. Now that he got a little bit of that money, it, it we're, he's starting to resort back to that. No, oh, well, I'm the eighteen million dollar guy. Why am I being benched yeah. for, you know, for for yeah, a minimum so. guy or like for like the guy that was supposed to be my backup? Now, mm-hmm. now I'm uh, now I'm getting benched. So, what is your take? What what can the Lakers do to you know? Get him on rhythm more. What do you think is happening there? And what do you think the Lakers can do? And or what do you think can Delo do? Or is this is this more of a Delo situation or a Lakers not giving him an um you know chance to get into rhythm? What's your thing? Yeah. Um so Cranchus was talking about this on Twitter um from the Lakers Exceptionalism pod. They do great work over there. He in particular is an Evan genius, but um he was talking about how LeBron and Delo haven't really worked as well off of each other as you would hope, right? Where um, their opportunities created dip when they're next to each other or when one person, I think the the example or the stat that he cited was that um, D'Angelo Russell created more in the first game. And then in, in the second game, it was LeBron who did all the creation and that by playing them together, sometimes you're stifling the other's creation. And, um, I think it's too early to to jump to that conclusion quite yet. I, I know the stats would indicate that, but we saw LeBron and, and D'Lo play well enough off of each other. I think the big difference now is that, like, uh, you know, it's it's D'Lo, LeBron, and Reeves who are all looking for opportunities to either create for themselves or for other players. And I think that's where you can actually see them like going through the going through the motions and going through their reads, you can actually watch them count their steps, essentially to use that dancing, dancing analogy I always use. Um, With Russell though, like I I also want to be fair to him because I did see his body language language initially when he went to the bench, right? Like he did sit there and I did, you know, talk about him sitting there with the two chairs and his foot on the other one kind of turned somewhat away from the court and stuff like that. Um, But eventually, like when the Lakers went on their run, I do think that he was up and cheering. I don't think he sulked the entirety of that time. And and the other thing, too, is, and this is where sports are kind of funny. You want him to be pissed that he got benched, right? You don't want him to act on it. You don't want him to, like, you know, throw a little hissy fit on the sideline or whatever. But you do want him to be like, man, what the, you know, you're right. Like, why, why is Gabe Vincent playing instead of me? Because once he asks that question, there's a there's a chance that he answers it, right? Because they're, you know, according to him, he might say, Well, 
I felt more confident in in Gabe Vincent's defense in that in with that group. And if both of those guys aren't shooting very well, I know that I'm going to get better defense from Gabe than I might get from D'Angelo Russell. Um, and and I, I you know if that was Darwin's kind of response, I you know I can see where he's coming from, but I would kind of disagree. But I but yeah, I, I think um, it's going to be interesting. I do I do want to see eventually. Um, you know, I, I want to see more LeBron and D'Lo actions together. And I know that that requires one of those two guys to do stuff that they don't normally do. Neither of them set very many screens on the ball. Neither of them function like as, as a decoy very particularly well. Um, but I, I would like to see, you know, some of the, um, you know, a play here or there where either you get an inverse uh, pick and roll where LeBron is a ball handler and, and D'Lo is setting the screen and he can pick and pop um, and and maybe LeBron can turn the corner and, and get downhill that way or vice versa where D'Lo has the ball and you get LeBron in the short roll and I have no earthly idea what a defense does against LeBron in the short roll. That would be absolutely terrifying, especially if he's surrounded by guys who can actually shoot if the Lakers, you know, remember how to shoot. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's, I am. I was really frustrated watching D'Angelo Russell the first game, but then rewatching it, I kind of eased back a little bit. Last game, I thought he did some stuff that um, I understood where he was going with it. I wasn't as frustrated with him with it, um, but I do think at some point both he and LeBron are just kind of floating when they don't have the ball, and the Lakers either systemically or those guys are going to have to focus on, on being a little bit more active when they don't have it in their hands. What's that? What's your take on his defense so far? Um, giving, given two games that actually matter and not a preseason game anymore. Yeah. I mean, um, I think, I think objectively he is more focused on that side of the ball than, we have really seen him um, to this point in his career. That said, like, it's such a low bar, right? Like he, he, he has never been even like an okay defender. He's almost always been bad defensively. And so now that like, now that we're seeing him strive to be okay, uh, I, I do think we're starting to see some progress there. I, um, I think that the Lakers are doing a good job uh, hiding him to the extent that they can. Right. So far they've done, they have done so much pre-rotation. They were doing it to an, an insane amount last night, right against Kevin Durant um, because Bradley Beal and because Devin Booker weren't out there. And those guys were replaced by Grayson Allen and, and, and uh, Josh Akogi. Yeah. Like if, if, if those guys are or if Booker and Beal are out there, you the Lakers wouldn't have been able to uh pre-rotate as much as they could. That's something I'm kind of nervous. Yeah. They're gonna keep them open. They're gonna leave yeah. Book and Bradley Beal open. Good luck. Right, right. So um, you know, that'll be interesting to see the next time that the two teams play. Cause uh it in the in the preseason game that they played against each other, Book and Beal didn't play in that one either. So um I'm I'm curious if we ever do get these two teams at full strength against each other, what that looks like, what the Lakers do in terms of approach there. But they have done a lot of pre-rotating, 
all over the court, right? The I, what was weird was that like the only like one of the few times that they didn't do much pre rotation was when Anthony Davis was on an island against Jokic. And I understand it's Anthony Davis and he is as physically equipped to guard Jokic as anybody, but that's also Nikola Jokic and having him on an island without much pre-rotation is terrifying. So um, I, I I do think that like, what's that? To be fair to the Lakers though, that's Nikola Jokic. KD, you, you saw some of those turnovers. Those are, some yeah. of his turnovers last night were like bad, bad reads. I'm like, okay, dude, I'm I'm not a savant as you, but yeah. some of those passes are like, dude, that's terrible. You're passing. It's like in football. It's like it's like Brock Purdy. Like you're passing in the on the way of the defender. Like that that's gonna go straight to the defender. Like, but yeah. Jokic, if you pre-rotate on Jokic, he is the yeah. That he's passing. Oh my god! Like you're like, <laughs> hey, I was watching yeah. the Nuggets game. I'm like, <laughs> these whips, <laughs> these passes are like unreal. I'm like, so I'm like, yeah. to be for the Lakers, like if you pee rotate, you're getting cooked either way. It's, it's yeah, I, like, how, how do you want to get beat? Yeah, and, and I think that was actually a concerted effort that the Lakers were making. Right? Was they were like, "All right, we wanted if we're gonna give up something, and you have to give up something against an offensive player like Jokic, then you want to give up two points instead of three, and you would rather have one person have it rolling versus four Denver Nuggets shooters who can all get going, and it just becomes an avalanche, right? Um, but in in yeah, in last night's game. There was one play in particular where uh, KD actually had awesome. Like if I was a Suns fans, I, I would have lost my mind. Um, I did lose my mind, but like I was happy that we saw it. But Reeves was actually guarding KD in space. And I forget who started to like pre-rotate. I think it was LeBron um, who was guarding Eric Gordon. So like, and, and so it, LeBron rotates over from the wing and as soon as KD started to see the rotation over to from the wing, he tried to get the ball to Eric Gordon. But Eric Gordon, interestingly, saw that Kevin Durant was guarded by Austin Reeves, so he started to take off. He 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 tried to give KD as much space as possible to get over to the wing and and go to work against um, Reeves. So to your point about like reading the situation, if KD just is patient there and. Eric Gordon clears either Eric Gordon is going to be wide open on the other side of the court or LeBron eventually is going to have to realize, well, Eric Gordon isn't there anymore. And now KD has that whole half of the court to work with. Right. But because KD has never been particularly good at, at creating on that, like handling those kinds of situations, he's an immensely talented scorer. but I've always kind of thought he was kind of lacking as it pertains to like that aspect of the game. Um, you know, the Lakers got kind of bailed out in that spot. And it was a big possession too. It was late in the fourth quarter. So yeah, I am, I'm really like to get back to D'Angelo Russell. um, I do think he has done a very good job of executing what the Lakers are actually asking him to do defensively. And I think all that pre-rotation and stuff like that is playing a big role in him getting the amount of deflection that deflections um, that he has gotten to this point. Uh, Again, just like with Christian Wood, Right now is the honeymoon phase. Everybody is trying to establish that, hey, look, 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 I can actually do this stuff. Please play me more or pay me more or both. Um, you know, I, 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 I do think eventually it's going to be interesting to see what it looks like when everybody reverts back to the kinds of players that they are. I, like 
as an example, I think we've already seen Rui kind of revert back to the to the bad habits that he had formed in Washington um, so far this year. I want to see, you know, the Lakers coaching staff or whatever kind of pull him aside and be like, hey, man, like, where's the guy that we had in the postseason? Where'd that guy go? Um, it would be nice to bring that guy back. Anything else? 75% from three. <laughs> the yeah. guy who shot 75% from three. That'd be <laughs> Wait, cool. um, just uh, one more, one, yeah, one, more thing. one more thing. Um, one more thing. Uh, underrated stat. I believe this. I truly believe it. I think this is one of the only stats I remember from our championship season. We led the league in deflections, and deflections can get you get teams off of their rhythm and their place. Mm -hmm. So, deflections are important. And uh, once again, Anthony, thank you. Um, I appreciate you giving me this space, this time to talk to you. I'm so glad I can talk to you again through this YouTube thing. I'm, I can yeah. see my face again. There you oh go. My goodness. And yeah, I'm always here to supporting Anthony. I, I greatly appreciate it, man. I, I I appreciate all the support that we've gotten um, over the years from from everybody. But but uh, for those especially who were talking on coming on stage last year with Aaron and me and stuff like that, that was it's always fun. It's this is like my favorite aspect of this, especially since I moved away from LA. I don't get to see people as much as, as I used to. So thank you. Um, I don't have anybody waiting on cue. So I'm just going to really quickly run through um, a couple of the topics that we have here uh, for the, for the, the, you know, the, the, the week in review um, the Lakers again, sit one and one. And I think uh, we'll certainly improve um, off of that. I don't think they're going to finish at exactly 500 this year, but one thing that, they're going to have to do if, if they are going to improve in that way is, is I, I, and I said this coming into the year and I've wondered this, you know, publicly and privately, I was really curious what the Lakers, how the Lakers would handle like a lack of relative urgency where this group together and this core together, um, they have been very used to having to win every game and having to, you know, win every minute and fight every minute and scratch and claw and, and go through basically two straight months of insanely high stakes in order to reach the heights that they made, uh, that they, that they reached last year. Now though, with, with this group, as they are currently constituted, um, you know, it, it they can say after every, well, it's one of 82 and we're trying to make progress and we're trying to do this. And, and uh, no, Tina, I, I mean the opposite. I, I think they're going to be well above 500 this year. I like so the over under on them this year was 46 and a half. Um, by the time that the year started, I think Matt said it was like at 47.3 or something. Um, that's 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 above 500. So I think I think they'll be above 500 this year. But I I, I um. I want to see more urgency from them. And we got some in the fourth quarter. And when the Lakers were that kind of urgent, right, we saw them just absolutely close off the water um, to Phoenix, which I guess Suns don't really want water. But that's a bad analogy on my part. But I think with, um, with one of Darwin's kind of key focuses this year, and I, I need to see him really start to to poke and prod the team is getting them. They don't have to be as urgent, obviously, as they were at the end of last year, but, you know, getting a little bit more out of them 
um, whether that, you know, and however that might manifest, right? So one of the ways that I'm kind of, uh, one of the things that I'm looking for is I want to see them run more, um, run off of, of misses. Um, I don't expect them to run off of makes, but get out and transition. And honestly, and this is kind of a perfect segue to the next topic that we're going to hit on. Honestly, it kind of sort of starts with Anthony Davis. Um, there were a few possessions last night and look, he is very special. And I know I ask a lot of them. I'm just going to like start. I'm going to have like a, a standard disclaimer. That's just going to like, uh, I swear I like his game. It's going to just like sit up here when I talk about Anthony Davis and I'm hard on him, but Anthony Davis needs to run the floor a lot harder than he does, whether that's getting back on defense or rim running and being a threat on offense. Um, for whatever reason, he has stopped doing that at, at this stage of his career. And, and I like, when you talk about like, why does he disappear and stuff like that? One of the ways that a big can just make it impossible for you to not get him involved is to run as hard as they possibly can beat the person guarding them down the court and have a mismatch right underneath the basket that a guard or, or a ball handling wing like LeBron is really effing good at this. Like those players are going to see him down there and they're going to have, you have to reward that big for doing that. Right. Not just because it winds up being a good play and that big at the very least usually gets to the free throw line, but also because you want to reward that big and reward that good behavior so that that good behavior continues. And I, 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 you know, with AD and, and getting up and down the court, um, he needs to be better at that stuff. And, and, and I think that'll kind of carry its way through, not just with the starters, but over, uh, over the course of the game when he's playing with bench units or, or whatever, the Lakers need him to get out and run. And, um, you know, I think that's, that's, and, and just generally like the, the consistency here with, with AD, I'm not, nobody I think is realistically asking him to be a top five offensive player and to be a top five defensive player in the league. That is, that is astronomical and ask. Um, but I do think it is fair to say like, Hey man, can you just like not disappear in that second half of the game that you hyped up for all summer? I think that's a fair ask. I think that's, that's, <laughs> I don't think that's, that's me being a dick being like, Hey, I know you played really good defense and I know Jokic is really difficult to guard, but could you please like, just like do anything offensively in the second half and, and, and not just like say, well, I miss shots. No, like if you miss shots, go get the miss or, if you miss a shot, get back on defense so that Jokic doesn't beat you down the court. Um, some, it, it, all, all of that stuff, I think, is you know, if the Lakers are going to reach the heights that I think they are capable of reaching, again, it, it all is going to kind of land on AD's shoulders, regardless of who they're playing. You know, some nights he's going to look great against smaller front courts, as as Matt has talked about. Some nights he's going to get, and I, you know, every, even MVPs have bad games every so often. But, you know, you need those bad games to be few and far between. And, and you need the gap in between a good game and a bad game to be as, as, as narrow as possible. Um, other stuff that, that, you know, I want to, to see and, and some stuff to kind of look for in looking back at uh, this week. Um, I, I've harped on it quite a bit, but I do really hope that... Um, Rui is is utilized differently on offense than he has to this point has been to this point uh you know it's 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 really difficult to uh 
to assert yourself or get into rhythm when every time you're catching the ball, basically you are standing still right um, now, again, some of this means him getting out and being more effective in transition. I thought last night when he was in transition, he held his turbo button down a little bit too long and like couldn't shift laterally to avoid charges and, and stuff like that. Cause really when you're in transition, the difference between committing a charge or having an opportunity for an N one is really like a foot or so, right? Half of a foot, even, you know, all, all you really need to avoid in transition because referees are generally inclined to give the advantage. Well, they always are in the NBA, but especially in transition referees are, are generally inclined to give the advantage to the offensive player so long as that player doesn't hit the the defensive player square in the middle of the chest. So if, if Rui can do whatever it takes to slow down, maybe drag that gather foot, whatever, so that he can avoid hitting a defender here and instead hit that defender here or here and, and then, you know, obviously position himself so that he can go up with the shot like that. It's, it's just the little things that, um, in those opportunities that he does get, he can be a little bit more effective. Um, but I think, I think it also kind of a, a big, what will play a big role in, in him kind of turning things around here is, is the Lakers, um, you know, implementing him a little bit differently than they have to this point. And, and I think like, uh, I think it's pretty clear that the Lakers are, kind of more focused on getting either newer players or players who didn't have the reps in the preseason ramped up. And then collectively they will all kind of push forward together. Um, and unfortunately for Rui, he's, I think kind of waiting for other players to kind of ramp up and, and then the Lakers can, can improve collectively. Um, and I think that's why, some of the offense that we're watching at some times looks a little rudimentary or slow or whatever out of rhythm is because the Lakers are really trying to get everybody on the same level offensively so that they can start adding stuff to that offense um, as they go along. And, and I think um, for Rui, I, I think he'll really benefit when the offense takes another step forward and the option chart, reaches its next level. Like if you think about it, if you think about offense right now, um, in the same way that like, if you're playing a video game, you know how very early in the game, and it's always maddening to me. Like I'm playing the, the new Spider-Man game. I have played two Spider-Man games to this point, And twice over, I have had to develop the skills <laughs> with Spider-Man that I am now working on all over again. And it's super frustrating. I kind of wish that they would just say like, did you play games one and two? Yes, cool. All right, here's where you can start uh, this one. Here's where Spider-Man would be at this point in the story, just in terms of like skills and tools wise, right? That's a bigger ask of them, but still I'm, I'm going to whine about it. But think about it like that, right? Where everything is kind of a chart and you have like these, you know, very generic terms, right? Like running, jumping, fighting health right and, you, and 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 everything kind of builds off of there and and you have like the options kind of scale they get wider here and you have more options to develop and customize your player as as you play more of that game it's the same kind of thing with an offense right where all right here's your initial primary read and and if this happens 
then you can go over this way. And, and if the defense does this and you go over here and then if the defense reacts to you going over here, then you have a couple more options and you branch off and you go off like that. And I think like the Rui options in that offense are, are like, you know, third or fourth level down. And the Lakers are still right now working on implementing first and second, you know, options in that, in that uh, chart. I hope that made sense to anybody who was watching, especially with me just kind of moving my hands all over the place. But I, I, I do really think that for Rui, as the de- as the offense gets a little bit more uh, complicated, and and um, as they reach more options and 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 hit more optionality in that in that offense, that's when I think we'll start to see him utilized a little differently. It's just we just need to get there a little sooner. Um, that is, I, I think that's about it though. Lakers obviously uh, lost that tough one in Denver. Um, Denver was a lot more ready to go. I think than they thought in that one, um, Mike Malone coached that game. Damn near like a, like a, like a step underneath a playoff game, right? His main guys all played like 34, 35 minutes and up. Um, and then in, in the Phoenix game, they, you know, it wasn't pretty, but you, you, you take a win, especially in that spot. And, and now the Lakers can hopefully kind of carry some of that momentum moving forward. Their next game isn't until Sunday. So the plan here, right, is to watch that game, hop on the, the, the lowdown right afterward. We'll do that live, and then that'll carry us on into, into next week. But for this concept, this was fun. Shouts to KR Swish for coming on. Um, really uh, uh, appreciated and enjoyed that, that back and forth. Um, again, for those who want to participate like that, that link is is up there at the top of the comment section. Uh, it says streamyard.com slash whatever, you know, combination of letters. And for those who, you know, do pay for the subscription and do want to come up on stage or whatever, um, then, then, you know, you can, you can follow that link when I send it out. If you don't want to come up on stage and you are still looking for other ways to uh, participate more in the show, then, um, you know, if you, if you do pay that subscription fee, I will always be looking for new ways for you to get bang for your buck there as well. Whether that is, um, airing some videos early for, for people who go on making some content exclusive, just to VIPs, whatever it is. Um, I, you know, I, I am really going to try to, to make sure that that is worth it for, for all of you, but yeah, fun week. Welcome back, everybody, to the NBA. Week two coming up in a few days. And until then, and until the next time I talk to you, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's, and we will talk to you on Sunday.